Acts chapter number 28. Acts chapter 28. We're coming to the uh, end of this book. And I am uh, I'm so glad that uh, we've been able to get through this book. I normally, every year, I get a new Bible that I preach from. And so I've, I've got my new preaching Bible for this year. And uh, one, one thing different about this one than the ones previous year, the letters are really, really big in this one. And, uh, and so that was a little bit different, helpful. Um, and I, there is one more, and it's a big family Bible. The letters are like that big. So if you see me next year carrying a bigger Bible, uh, I guess it's that or just wear my glasses. But uh, I'm glad to be in church today. Are you? We've got guests today. I'm glad you're here and worshiping with us on this first Sunday of this new year. Let's join together here, Acts chapter 28, and we're going to begin reading in verse number one, and uh, we'll read down through verse number nine. And when they were escaped, they knew that the island was called Maleda. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain, because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians, now these are just native people. That word barbarian does not mean they're like cannibals ready to eat uh, human beings. It's just simply the native people there at that land. When they um, saw that the venomous beast hung on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while, he saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a god. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who's received us and lodged us there three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and, and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when he departed, they, when we departed, they laden us with such things as were necessary. Let's pray together this morning. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for each person that's here. Lord, I pray that you were, you were pleased with our, our singing this morning, our worship to you. Lord, we pray now that your spirit would continue to work in our midst. Lord, there's much to praise you for. We've had uh, a couple new births, Lord, of people in our church. And we thank you, Lord, for, for new life. And we thank you for uh, their health and the health of the moms. And Lord, we just thank you for their families. And I pray you bless them today. Lord, we have others that we're praying for that are sick, like Doug and Lord Rick that has COVID and others, Lord, that uh, are hurting. And Lord, we pray for the Millers. And Lord, as their way, we pray that you'd comfort them and just bring peace to their life bring an understanding that they just, they need during this time. And Lord, I pray that you just minister to their hearts. And so Lord, there's so much that we can rejoice over. There's so much that we bring before you to pray for. Lord, we just rejoice that whether we have something to thank you for or a need we bring before you, that you're there, that you hear us. 
that you are our God, our, our heavenly Father, that we can cry out to you. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for that. Now, Lord, we, we need to learn something today that would help us. And, Lord, we come to your word. We know that it's a living book. We know these are words that you've preserved for us so that we would know how to live. And so, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you speak to us, convict us. I pray you strengthen us. I pray you encourage us. Bless our church so that we could be a greater use for you in this new year. And we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul has now survived, just to kind of bring us back on track where we, we've left off here in Acts. Paul has survived this shipwreck. Remember, Paul's on his way to Rome. He is going to go before Caesar, and he's going to appeal uh, the fact that he's been arrested and, and jailed for preaching the gospel. On Paul's way to Rome, there is a, a, this Eurachlodon, this great storm that takes place. And everyone that is with Paul, some 276 people that are on this ship are now shipwrecked on this island. Now, I want you to think about this ship that's on its way to Rome. They've, they've uh, uh, taken this ship and, and, and put their prisoners on this ship. This is not great men that have done great things necessarily. These many are, are criminals that are now heading to Rome to be imprisoned, to be tried. And Paul is on this ship, and he comes to this island and is now shipwrecked on this island. And when they arrive on this island, they, they're met by these native people. Now, I want you to remember, this storm is still raging. As they, as they land and they come to shore, the Bible ends, ver, chapter 27, some on wood, some on pieces of the ship. Those that couldn't swim are holding on to, to pieces that had broken off of the ship. And they're coming to this island, and, and the natives are there to greet them and to bring them ashore. And, and, and they're kind. The Bible says they met kindly with them. They, they bring them to a place. They start a fire. They, they try to uh, warm them up because of this, this great storm that they've been involved in. They, Paul is, gets on land, and it's interesting the thing that Paul does. When Paul gets on land, look with me in verse number three, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, then we find the snake or a viper out of the heat and fastened to his hand. Paul immediately begins to, to help. He immediately sees a, a need and, and begins to gather sticks. I, I don't know if that's something that they were forced to do. The Bible doesn't tell us that, but, but Paul is one specifically that as he's gathering these sticks and he, he throws these sticks on the fire, we find that there's a, a, a poisonous snake that attaches himself to Paul's hand. Now, those natives on that island, when they see this, this poisonous snake, they say themselves, they say this, that, that Paul must have been a murderer. Kind of like this is what Paul's fate is. He survived that storm, but because he was such a bad person, now the, the, uh, the snake is going to bite him and he's going to die because Paul deserves it. He must have been a, a murderous man. And they just simply come to that conclusion because a snake takes hold of Paul. Well, the Bible tells us this, as we read, that Paul just shakes that snake off and the snake lands in the fire and, and they're waiting now. They're watching Paul. They're waiting to see what's going to happen and nothing happens to Paul. Now they change their mind. Paul's not a murderous man. Paul must be a god. 
because now Paul has been bitten by this poisonous snake and, and any other ordinary man would have died by now, but nothing has happened to Paul. And from that, as we read, Paul begins to, to do some great things through God there on this island. Now, I, I know this necessarily isn't the new year for Paul. There's nothing about a, a new year here, but I want to use this thought, this message, as we come to the last chapter of the book of Acts, as we plan and prepare for this new year. Now, I understand this. There's nothing necessarily special. The, the last day of last year and the first day of this year, it's the same. It, the only difference is on our calendar, we, we have a new year. But let's just be truthful. As we come to a new year, it is a, a new beginnings. How many of you, you've thought something that you might do differently this year than you did last year? Anybody like that? Maybe read my Bible more. What I, I like to do is read, read differently. Last year, we challenged you to read through the Bible in a year. And in this year, I'm going to read through the New Testament every month. And so I'm just going to try to do things differently. I, I take that opportunity to, to do, change some things. I go over my calendar, my schedule, and I begin to just implement different things in my life. It's a good time to do that. But I want us to, in the thought of this new year, the thought of making adjustments or changes, I I want us to look at chapter number 28 and just look at some things that I want to challenge us with in this new year as a church. And when I say as a church, that really just means us as individuals, because each of us make up this church. It's not a building, it's us, it's a people. And I want us to look at some things and write this down. I, I, I don't want to be long this morning, but I want to give you four thoughts this morning that I hope that'll help us. L- look again in verse number three. Paul is gathering this bundle of sticks. He, this, this viper, this, this snake takes hold of him. And when they, when they saw that this, this venomous beast hang on his hand in verse four, They said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And what does Paul do? He shakes off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now, in this passage of Scripture, we don't find where Paul then begins to give them the gospel. But the Bible does tell us that uh, later on in this chapter that they stayed for three months. I think it would be fair to say this. If Paul is at a place for three months, Paul is going to be giving the gospel. I mean, if, if you look at Paul's testimony, Paul is on this island because he's not afraid to give the gospel. Every place that Paul went, Paul was busy about telling them about Christ, telling them about the, 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 the uh, a new birth in Christ, telling them of his testimony and how God saved him. And, and so I think it would be fair to say that Paul is going to share with them that he is no God, but he's going to tell them who God is. He's going to also share with them who Jesus Christ is. But I want us to think about this thought as we look at these first nine verses here. I want you to think of this thought, and I want you to write this down in your heart someplace if you would. Every single one of us need to get involved in in the work of the Lord so that others can see God through us. 
In, in this new year, I would challenge all of us to get involved in the work so that God, God can be seen through us. Now, again, I want you to look with me here. Here, Paul is gathering sticks. Paul is involved in doing something. And as Paul is involved in working, as Paul is involved in doing something there on that island, it's when God begins to show his power through Paul. Now, I would think this, anyone that is a child of God would want God to do great things. But it's, it's, it's important for us to be involved in the work so God can be seen through what we're doing. Here, Paul is in getting involved. Paul is doing something, and it's through that what Paul is doing that God shows that he is the great healer. Now, that's going to be important for us to see in just a few verses later into this chapter because God is going to do a great work here on this island. People are going to be healed. God is going to, to uh, uh, take those that have been uh, sick with diseases and, and hear this, this chief here, his father, who is dying. And, and uh, if it wasn't for God, this, this man probably would have died here on that island. But because they saw God working in Paul's life, they saw God. Now, is it, it's a great time, I believe, for all of us to determine that we're going to get involved in the work of God. This past year, 2020, has been a, a very difficult year for, for many, including the church. Now, maybe not specifically Monclova Road Baptist Church, as I look back this year and I've seen God work in so many ways, but, but they're saying this, that 22% of people have stopped church in 2020. That's not attending church, not watching it online, not, not a part of it any longer. 22% of Christians are no longer associated or involved in church. I told you this statistic not long ago. I, at the Miller's funeral, I rode to the cemetery in the, um, uh, the van that, with the um, uh, uh, person in charge. <laughs> My mind's going blank here. Um, and, and she told me this. She said that seven out of ten people they do funerals with have no church affiliation. This last month or so, funeral homes have called our church on several different occasions asking us if we would be willing to go to the funeral home and do a funeral for someone. And, and my question is this, is there, is there pastor not available? And, and, and the simple answer is this, they don't have a pastor. They have no church affiliation. We're, we're living in a, in a day where less and less people in America are attending church. We're living in a day where, where, where less and less Americans are uh, uh, affiliated with the church. It could be true to say this, we're living in a post-Christian society. It, it, not, not, not every, not even uh, every Christian that claims to be a Christian even believes that the word of God is God's word. It's just a book. Many Christians who claim to be Christians don't believe the stories in the Old Testament that the Bible says. They just, they're myths or, or fairy tales. I think this church, if any time in, in, uh, now is a no greater time that we get involved in the work of the Lord so that others can see Christ, so that others can see God work. 
Others can see the miracles that God does. I know this, that God is still in the miracle working business. God is still saving souls. God is still putting marriages back together. God is still answering prayer. God is still healing. God is still at work. He's still powerful. And, and, and I, I say this, this year, let's determine that we are going to get involved in the work so that others can see God working through us. Let's get involved in the work so we could serve others. You know what Paul is going to have an opportunity to do just simply because he's picking up sticks and he's going to place them in the fire. This serpent comes and bites him. And because of this event that happens, Paul is going to have an opportunity to be a servant to others that have great needs. And I would encourage us church this year in 2021, let's look to serve other people. I I know it's easy to look inward. It's easy to look at our issues and our problems, but what great joy we have when we have the opportunity to serve other people. I wasn't quite sure how our Christmas offering was going to go this year. i be honest with you, I thought this, I was preparing myself to say, well, it's COVID, so that's why things... This year we, and this isn't the total, this was a total as of what they gave me on, on Wednesday of this past week. But I think our total right now is $118,000 we've raised for a Christmas offering. We've already written, I've gotten notes back from families that we've helped and missionaries that we've helped and pastors that are planting churches that we've helped and organizations that we've helped here in Toledo that are ministering to people that are getting the gospel out. We've already started helping so many people that are serving. And, and I just, with great joy this past week, when, when I got the news of that and I got the news of our, of our uh, lawsuit and just so many other things that God was doing as I just took the time to praise him this last week week. And I said to the Lord, Lord, it's so good to be able to serve others that have great needs. I think this is a great time to get our minds focused that we're going to get involved in the work so that God could be seen through us so that we could serve others. We need a desire for God to be seen. I mean, after a year like we've seen in, in all, of the, all of the turmoil that this past year has, we've seen, and, and there's no guarantee that 2020 is going to be any different in, in, as far as that is concerned uh, than 2020 was. But, but what we need to have a desire that God is going to be seen. I want God to be seen through me to my neighbors and the coworkers and, 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 and those that we come in contact with and, and those that we're looking to help. There's a great need in our community, in us as a church. We ought, to, we ought to want people to say, God is working through that place. God is working through their life. I, I see something about God that I've never seen before, but I see it through God's people. We ought to have a desire for God to use us so that others could be blessed. See, all because Paul was willing to get involved in the work. Paul didn't sit back and say, well, somebody else can get the fire going. Somebody else can worry about getting the heat. Somebody else can, you know what, I, I just got through this great storm, and, and I, I just got through being shipwrecked. Somebody else can worry about uh, uh, working. No, Paul immediately got involved in the work, and because of that, God used that 
so that he could be glorified. Church, there's always something to do. There's always something to do. There's always a ministry where God can receive the glory that you can be involved in. Every single one, I've said this to our church before, and I remind us on this first Sunday of the new year, God has you here for a reason. And every single person ought to be doing what God has gifted you to do. Now, in 2020, ought to be the year that every one of us said, God, you've given me a gift, and I'm going to use it so that others can see you through me. No one would have seen God's hand on Paul's life. No one would have experienced God's healing power if it hadn't been for Paul getting involved in this work. You know, this past year, as I said, 22% of churches, of, of people, Christians, have left churches. But, but as that happens, you know, classes still need to be taught and, and guessed. You know, one of the things this year that just, again, it amazes me is every Sunday, as our church has been open, every Sunday during this pandemic, you know what we always find? People visiting, guests are coming. You know what I believe? That people are still searching. People are still wanting truth. Don't, don't let ourselves get into a, a law where we think that church is no longer essential and society doesn't want church. Listen, we, we didn't start a church because society wanted a church. We started a church because Christ needs to be preached and the gospel needs to go forth and God's people need to, to show his glory and God's people need to serve him. That's why a church exists. The word of God still needs to go out. People this year, this past year, were still being saved. People were still being baptized. As I received that text yesterday about the, the Millers, their little, their little boy, uh, Isaac, was born. The first thing I thought of was, it was Andrea, the, his mother, the mom that just a few months ago, we were in the Maumee River, and I was baptizing her. And that same day, just a few months ago, I think seven or so people were baptized in that evening there in the Maumee River. People still being saved. People still being baptized. God's still working. Uh, listen, church, what I'm simply saying is this. It's not time for the church to be silent. It's not time for individuals in the church to, to sit back and, and watch what God's going to do. Now it's time to get involved in what God's doing, to get involved in, in the work of the Lord. In the storms of life, the church must be seen at work so that God can be seen through us. My wife and I were at a pastor's, uh, pastor's conference, I think it was a year, year and a half or so ago. And there was a, a pastor and his wife that came up to us and introduced, she introduced herself to Michelle and she said, you know, I, I hear your church is in the Toledo area. She said, I've got a brother. I've got a brother that doesn't attend church but lives in Maumee. It's right next to where our church is, we told him. And she said, I'd love for him to, to get connected with your church. And so that was something my wife put on her prayer list and has been praying for that. Well, last week or so, this family they were in this area visiting family for the holidays. And 
just came to our church and, and uh, he told his brother-in-law, the, the one that we've been praying for, he said, hey, I, I want you to uh, consider coming to, to Monclove Road with me and, and uh, would love for you to visit. And he said, you know, I've heard of that church. And, and this is what he said of the church. He has never been here, but he says, I heard of that church. He said, actually, that church has a very good reputation of serving people in our community. I don't say that to pat us on the back. I don't say that to say, look at us. I say that to say, that's what a church ought to have in a community. A reputation that serves people. But, but it's not a church building that has that reputation. It's when the individuals, the, the people that make up that church decide that they're going to get involved in the work of the Lord. And yes, storms are great. And yes, we've been through storms this past year. And yes, it's been difficult. But, but through those storms, it's when we decide that we're going to work, that God is going to be seen through that. And what greater time for the church to show God's love and God's passion and God's, God's zeal and God's desire to save a, a lost and dying world than, than during storms of life. I want to challenge us to get involved. Let God be seen. Look with me in verse number seven. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island. That just simply means this, in the same quarters, that same area of the island. The, the chief had a great estate there. He lived there. Uh, now, I ask you this question. You think it was coincidence that this, these, these 276 men that the ship was going through this great storm and the storm tore the ship apart and they're coming in to shore on, on wood and pieces of the ship and they're swimming and they're tired. And do you think it's just a coincidence that they come to this island on the area of the island where the chief is? No, it's, it's God orchestrating all of this. And I want you to write this someplace down, please. And don't put this in a place that you can remember. God puts you in the midst of the people he wants to reveal himself to. God will put you in the midst of the people he wants to reveal himself to. Now, as this story plays out, Paul says, I'm going to get involved in this work. And, and getting involved, the serpent bites him and he shakes that serpent off. And, and they say, wow, there's something special about this guy. Then they just happen to be there in that portion of the island where the chief of this island is, and, and he's got a great estate there, and he brings them in, and he begins to minister to them. And while they're there, they find out that his father has a great sickness. He has a fever and has some intestinal issues, and, and he's not going to make it. God put Paul right in the midst of those people because God wanted to reveal himself to those people. This wasn't just an accident that this, this, this uh, ship wrecked there on this island. It's not just an accident that that, uh, that serpent bit Paul. It's not just an accident that they came to that specific part of that island. And I want to challenge you, uh, church, in this new year, look for opportunities where God has placed you. He's placed you there for a reason. In that same area was the chief that had a sick father. In that same area, there was a man that needed a touch from God. In that same area, there was someone that if it wasn't for Paul willing to get involved in the work, it wasn't for Paul to willing to, to, to pray and, and ask the Lord for great healing here, if it wasn't for one of God's children willing to get involved, this man would have died. And, and this man would have died not knowing who God is. I would say to you, church, look around for opportunities. 
They're all over. Opportunities to serve the Lord and serve others and let God be seen, they're all over. The Christian that says people just don't want to hear the gospel anymore is a Christian that isn't giving the gospel. God places you in certain places so that, so that you can give the gospel. He's got you at your work because there's people there that need to see God working through you. He's got you in your family because there's people in your family that need to see God working through you. He's got you at a doctor's appointment or at a hospital or there with your neighbors because they need to see God working through you. So the storm, it's not about the storm. The storm was just an opportunity so that Paul could minister there on that island. And the storms that we go through, they're just opportunities so that God can place us in the midst of people that need to see God. God has you here. God has you where he has you to minister to those around you. Listen, in 2021, let's pray that God would save souls. Let's pray that we would be a great witness to those around us. Maybe there's been time in your life in the past that you were diligently praying, but it's kind of just kind of waned off now, and, and, and it's been a long time. Hey, let's get back to praying that God would save family members and neighbors and coworkers. Let's get back to praying that God would save those in Toledo. As churches, as, as 22% of, of, of Christians are, are falling away and, and no more attending church and not involved in any work, that's not the time for us to, to be a part of those statistics. Let's, let's determine, Monclova Road Baptist Church, that we are going to be in a place where that God chooses to put us, and as we're here, that we're going to reach this community with the gospel. We're going to reach this community and, and, and see souls saved. Thirdly, my time is... Going quickly here, look with me in verse number eight. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of the bloody flux, intestinal bleeding, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid hands on him and healed him. I would have loved to hear what Paul prayed. You see, it wasn't Paul's hands that healed him. It was who, called, who Paul prayed to and who was listening to Paul's prayer that healed him. I, I want you to write this down, number three, please, someplace it, in our trials. Our trials have a divine purpose. Our trials have a divine purpose. Paul, you're heading to Rome. There's reason enough. God, I'm giving up on you. <laughs> All I simply wanted to do was serve you, and, and instead, you've got me on a ship heading to Rome. And on that ship heading to Rome, I'm, 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 I'm in a shipwreck, and, and, and my life's almost gone, and, and I, I'm on this island now. And, 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 and instead of giving up on God, what Paul realizes is this, our trials have a divine purpose, and so does yours. God doesn't have us in a trial to break us. God doesn't have you in a trial there for you to lose your faith. God has you there because someone that you're going to meet in that trial needs to see God working in your life. Don't lose sight of your, of the, of your trial that God is working in. 2020, it's shown us this, that God can still work in trials. 
I'll be honest with you, several months ago, well, when we, back in March or so, when this thing first hit, honestly, I thought, well, just a few weeks and we'll get through this. A few weeks turned into a few months. A few months turned into a few more months. How many of you thought like I thought, the end of the year, it's still here. And we heard it all. I mean, we heard the worst was going to happen. But God was still good. And in our trials, there is a divine purpose. God has you where he has you, and it's not a mistake. Well, listen to me, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not minimizing your trial. But I'm just simply saying that God hasn't forsaken you. God hasn't forsaken us. God didn't say, you know what, I've got more important things going on in this universe than to pay attention to planet Earth during 2020. No, this is all a part of his divine plan. And we get to be a part of it. Lastly, number four, look with me in verse number nine. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, read that with me, came and were healed. I tell you, when I, when I read that verse, it's hard not to praise God. Because when we read chapter number 27, we just read about this great storm. And we read about how to get through this storm, and we, we see people panicking, and, and Paul says, no, no, let's just trust the Lord. Let's believe in him. Let's, let's have faith in God. They, they, they end up, and this has got to be a difficult thing. I mean, in a great storm, they're, they're being tossed, and the ship breaks in pieces, and they're, they're just holding on for dear life, and they get washed ashore on this island. If you just take the storm and look at the storm, you, you think to yourself, this is horrible. But God has a plan. And those that were willing to get involved in the work, God used. And others were healed on that island. Would you write this in your heart, please, someplace? Number four. There's always opportunities to serve others if we make ourselves available. There's always opportunities to serve others if we're willing to make ourselves available. Look with me in verse number three again. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Bad news for Paul. So when this was done, verse number nine, others also which had disease in the island came and were healed. How else were they going to be healed? Unless one of God's children was willing to be used of God and made available so that others could be healed by God. You know, church, there's a whole world of people that need healing. 
And I'm not just talking about physical healing. There's a whole world of people that need spiritual healing. They need Christ. And it all starts by someone having a heart to work. Heart to get involved. Heart to let God use them no matter where you find yourself in, no matter what situation you find yourself in, realizing that God has a divine purpose and God has a plan for your situation. And there's always opportunities to serve others. So my question this year, this for this year is this, are we going to make ourselves available? Are you going to make yourself available for God to use you? There's some on an island someplace. There's some on a street. There's some in your community. There's some in your work. There's some in your family. And what they need this year, they need a child of God willing to let God use them. You need to be available this year so that God can say, I want to use you because there's people that I want healed on an island. But God, Paul had to allow God to use him there on that island. And instead of looking at the negative, instead of looking at the disaster, instead of looking at a a woe is me, instead of looking at that, what we can look at and say, God, thank you for placing me on this island so that you could be seen and others could be healed. You know, as I saw that verse, in my heart I rejoice because I believe this, that in 2021, there's going to be people that God heals. There's going to be people that God is going to work in their life. There's going to be people that are going to hear the gospel, that are going to be gloriously saved. There's going to be some that have great needs. There's going to be marriages that God is going to bring back together that they think is the broken and lost. There's going to be addicts that think there's no hope and, 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 and there's no help. And, and they've tried everything, just like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible. They've tried everything, and they need to be introduced to Jesus. There's people right now that think it's hopeless. There's people right now in our society that think, in our neighborhoods that think that, 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 that uh, things are hopeless and, and bad. And One of the issues with this lawsuit that we had, one of the issues I just kept hammering home is this. The number one cause of death in, in our state right now, in our state, the state of Ohio, 14 to 17-year-olds, the number one leading cause of death is suicide. Church, that ought to break our heart. 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds think that life is so hopeless, that there's no way out. I say it's time that we say, God, we're going to work. We'll let you use us no matter where we find ourselves and we want others to see you. There is hope because there's Jesus Christ. There is hope because there's salvation. There is an eternity. 
And it ought to wake us up, church, to know that if someone walks out into eternity, they have one of two places, not one of many, one of two. They're either going to die and spend eternity in heaven, or they're going to die and spend eternity in hell. And that ought to motivate our church to say, God, we're going to get the gospel to every person we can because there's a great need. I ask you this, church, are you going to make yourself available in this new year? Because there's always opportunities to the one that's available for God to use. Father, help us, I pray. Help us to see your needs. Help us to see through your eyes. Give us a glimpse of your plan. Help us to have your heart. God, for just a moment, give us the the love for the human race that you have. Let us understand truly what eternity is. It's heaven and hell. Lord, there's work to do. And so for some reason, you allow us to be a part of that work. And we're so thankful. We're so undeserving. But thank you, Lord, for gifting us and calling us and equipping us and strengthening us to do the work where in turn you receive glory. Lord, there's people that we're going to come in contact this year that need healing. There's people in our lives right now that need a touch from you. So Lord, I pray that we not fall away this year. I pray that we not get comfortable. That we become and look for a life of ease, but may we become devoted to serving you to living for you, to keeping our focus, our eyes upon you, realizing that you have us in a place you have us, in the school you have us in, in the workplace you have us in, in the neighborhood, in the family. You placed us there for a divine purpose.